Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's a Thursday edition of Sports Scene today. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. David Cherba is our producer today. He'll make sure all the buttons are pushed properly as uh, you call us and you talk sports with us. It is the final show that we will do uh, until August 1st. Going to take some time off, uh, recharge batteries, and get it set for the fall. But we have a lot to talk about today. Final day of SEC Football Media Days today. Kirby Smart is smart because uh, he gets a brand new contract. And one of the things that sort of, you know, semi-annually seems to come out of media days uh, is that there's this age-old debate about playing the game in Jacksonville or not playing the game in Jacksonville. You can certainly understand why Kirby Smart wants to change it. Um, we'll see if that happens. I, I just don't see that happening. But I'll ask this of you, okay? As a fan, would you want to change it? Tell me, would you want to change it? If so, how would you change it? This is interesting, too. Auburn's football coach, Brian Harson, um, opened his talk today um, about an investigation into the Tiger football program. Here's what he said. There was an inquiry. It was uncomfortable. It was unfounded. It presented an opportunity for people to personally attack me, my family, and also our program, and it didn't work. Um, now, I hope you understand something here. This investigation was done by his own university. The university is the one who investigated the football program after they lost a bunch of players, assistant coaches, you know, Derek Mason left there, all that. Um, so, more of what he said. You go back, I don't think even in our own division, we weren't the team that lost the most players. That's not mentioned. Whether that's relevant or not, just it is what it is. Coaching changes happen, and we bought in, we brought in, rather, new players. So, you kind of wonder... What is the ground he's walking on at Auburn? What's the ice like that he's walking on at Auburn? Pretty thin. I, I think if he stumbles at all, he's done. Back to Kirby Smart. The reason... Uh, uh, and he says he can't get a Florida coach to agree with him about moving the game 
yeah, to campus. Well, yeah, duh, right? Now, Billy Napier hadn't really come out and said anything. He's, he's basically said, you know, I want to view the game for myself. I, I want to, you know, see uh, what it's like. Um, but the reason um, Kirby Smart doesn't like it is because under NCAA rules, recruits or prospects aren't allowed to attend the neutral site game. When Georgia is the home team in Jacksonville, it plays just three SEC home games in Athens during that season. It gives them fewer chances to recruit on campus. I get it. Well, I wonder what would happen. Now, first of all, let me just say this. It's going to be there at least through next year. There's an option on the table to play it there in 24 and 25. Why would Jacksonville not do it? They love it, right? But it'll be interesting to see because I don't know if the league would ever step in. In other words, if if Georgia really pushed this and said, look, it's unfair to us. We, We can't recruit during this but I just don't see this changing but if you would like to see it changed let me know what you'd like to see it changed to now if you don't have a rooting interest if you're if you're Florida here's the thing if you want to make it cool then here's what you do in a four-year period but it won't satisfy Georgia, okay? Dave is going to stay in school for four years. So you go Jacksonville, Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida. Now you get to see all three venues. That's pretty good, right? Or if you want to make sure that you don't, like that you see the venue first, well, then you go Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia, Jacksonville. Because then, again, you get to see a you know, home and home, back to back. But get your thoughts on it. I also want to talk about, I didn't do this yesterday because of Billy Napier. And, uh, again, I really appreciate Coach coming on with us and talking to us uh, before he went to media days yesterday. But did you watch the All-Star game? Because if you did... I was pretty impressed. Fox did a really nice job. How many times do you get to, to, to hear a player talking to another player? Talking to the broadcast booth. That's pretty cool, right? Hey, John Smoltz, what should I throw here? Well, you might want to throw him a fastball. I mean, that's... Isn't that cool? I hope they do more of that because I think that might attract more fans. And when the you know the, when the Cortez was mic'd up, when they had the pitchers mic'd up, you could hear them. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's 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 the new that's the way that's the new wave. You have to get people more involved in that. All right, uh, let's get some calls. 
questions, comments, 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Mark says, uh, maybe I'm crazy. It made me a bit nauseous hearing Napier refer to Georgia as the dogs when he spoke yesterday. Did you happen to catch that? Does it bother you? Not at all. What's he supposed to call them? And they are the dogs. I mean, I mean, are you saying you should have called them Georgia? Okay. But, I mean, I, that didn't bother me. Anybody else feels the same way? Let me know. Donald said Kirby Smart, he wanted to change the game because it's hurting recruiting. Yep. I'd like to know how it's hurting his recruiting, seeing Georgia's consistently in the top five in recruiting. Well, what he's saying is it doesn't provide opportunity to do it because they can't do it at a neutral site. But, but yes, I see your point. Um, but I guess that also just, if you want to turn that around, Donald, then I guess you would be saying then he's a hell of a recruiter because he's doing that with <clears throat> that negative there. That's pretty good. Mike says he'd be okay with two in Jacksonville, one in Athens and one at home. William says Kirby's done a great job at Georgia, but he's done a lot of whining about the Florida-Georgia game. To be blunt, when you take the Georgia job, you know you're playing Florida and Jacksonville. No different than the Florida coach knowing you have to play Georgia there every year. The real issue here, shocking, I know, is the NCAA not allowing the home team to, to not host recruits at that game. That is an easy fix and should be done. Bingo, William. <clears throat> you stole my thunder. That is the quickest fix. That is the easiest fix. And it's easily doable. And then all this talk about recruiting disadvantage, the game should be here. I mean, look, the year it was in, <clears throat> it was in Georgia, pretty cool to go there. But this is also true. I'm not saying that <clears throat> if, if, if Jacksonville's out of the question and you went home and home, if you've been to a venue a few times, does it become sort of old hat to you? I think it does. And because of that, maybe the luster would be taken off of it. If you go to Knoxville, uh, been there. Well, be the same maybe in Athens. Oh, been there. Um, John says, this is past my pay grade. <clears throat> well, my throat is acting up today. Can you explain why the PGA has no apparent issue with the European Golf League, but is forbidding players from playing in the Saudi League? They have some sort of agreement with the European League, which allows players to play there. And I think there's some back and forth where they help each other. I think there's some kind of agreement in place, which obviously they don't have in the Saudi League. Um, and he says, how is the league different from players choosing to play in the European tourneys instead of PGA? Simple. PGA has this agreement with one, doesn't have it with the other. He also says it's amazing that Anthony Richardson's on some draft boards as a first-rounder, yet he's ranked as the eighth-best quarterback in the SEC, according to Athlon. I checked all the quarterbacks above him. They all had good reason to be higher. Could this year's crop of SEC starting quarterbacks maybe be the best in league history when looking top to bottom. No way, John, I can answer that. 
because I'd have to go back and look. And I'm not sure what I had for supper last night, let alone what what the quarterbacks were like five years ago or ten years ago. But and, and I don't know if you look. I mean, Will Levis is is in some first rounds. Richardson is in some first rounds. KJ Jefferson in you know, Arkansas, you know, pretty darn good. Um, Max Johnson, I mean, he did very well, I thought, for LSU last year. So, I mean, yeah, there's some good quarterbacks in the league. I don't know if it's the best top to bottom. 12-14, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Shaley Klein. Former Florida basketball player Andrew Nebhardt signed a four-year, $8.6 million deal with the Indiana Pacers. His contract guarantees $6.4 million in the first three years, which is the largest NBA deal of any second-round pick out of college. At the World Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon, Florida sprinter champion Allison advanced to the finals of the 400-meter dash. He is one of two Americans to qualify for Friday night's 400-meter final. Major League Baseball starts back up today following the All-Star break. The Miami Marlins face off against the Texas Rangers today at 1.10 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Shaley Klein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. You know, folks, when you go to buy a car, it's a big investment, obviously. You want your hard-earned money to be put into a vehicle that, A, you like, B, you like to drive, and C, that hopefully going to last you a long time and not have a lot of maintenance to go with it. Well, that's the goal of Southeast Car Agency every single day. Because for 40-plus years, the Cousins family has done that. They work with you to make sure you get the vehicle you want, the price you want to pay. Their sales staff never hard sells you. And remember, if you're looking for a new vehicle, don't have any. They only have the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. You can check them all out two ways. Online, secars.com. You'll see the vehicle. You'll see all the important price points, information, all that's there online for you. And what they have in stock is updated all the time. Go see them in person in Gainesville at Northeast 39th Avenue. You can check out the vehicles for yourself, and you can test drive them as well. Make sure... When you go see him in person, you tell him Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. The jewelry store with the most likes, the most positive reviews, the most raving fans is International Diamond Center. IDC is definitely a place that I will come to as long as I live here. This will be my go-to place always. Literally the best jewelry store in town. You'll make friends for life coming in here. I felt like family from the beginning, and it made a rather daunting task very, very easy. They really take the time to find out what you want or what you desire in a ring. You have to come here. There's no other option. The customer service, the time spent to do what I wanted and what her vision was, there's no other place to go. You know you can go there and you know that you can trust. The value was extraordinary. They genuinely care about their customers. It's not just about the sale. It's about the people. International Diamond Center, the people's choice for selection, quality, value, and service. I've got a beautiful diamond on my finger and I'm very proud of it. International Diamond Center. I'm very happy to show it off. (laughs) At Celebration Point across from Regal Cinemas, official jeweler of the Florida Gators. 
Hey, sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online. At Daughtry Tree Service, we believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. This summer, try some eco-friendly water sports, like paddle boarding, swimming, or diving. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is getting ready to celebrate their one-year anniversary, and you can be a part of it. Here's a message from the head ball coach himself. A little over 25 years ago, our 1996 Gator football team brought our first national championship trophy back home to the swamp. And on August 11th, our restaurant Spurrier's Gridiron Grill will be celebrating our one-year anniversary, and we're inviting you to bring that championship feeling to Celebration Point. Proceeds from the event will go to the Ronald McDonald House, and we'll have a spread of your favorite Spurrier dishes, as well as special guests, limited edition collector coins, and other prizes, including a dinner with my wife Jerry and me. But you have to get a reservation, so go to Spurriers.com right now and reserve your spot before it sells out. And thank you for a super first year and for making Spurrier's Restaurant the champion of restaurants. Go Gators! Secure your reservations now at Spurriers.com. That's Spurriers.com. Things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. I don't know if you saw this, if because with the SEC media days and everything going on, the ACC is going on, this kind of flew under the radar. If a proposal is passed, Division I college football players would have two times, one in the winter and one in the spring, to enter the transfer portal and be immediately eligible. Okay, the Division One Council endorsed this. This now goes to the Division One Board for approval. They meet early next month. They also moved along recommendations that expand benefits schools can provide athletes without the need for a special exemption. And uh, now, the transfer portal entry windows would happen this coming school year this coming school year if the proposals are approved and it's expected to pass and the windows would be set specific to each sport for example athletes in winter and spring sports have to provide written notification of transfer for 60 days following the NCAA championship selections in their sport in fall sports football two entry windows, the first, the day following championship selection, and the last, uh, and that lasts 45 days. The second 
would be from May 1st to the 15th. More complication. But at least you would know what the dates are as a coach and plan for it. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. Byron, hello. Hey, Scoot. It's Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Steve, I was about to say uh, I enjoyed PG's call yesterday, old school, and I, I'm going to kind of get that little bit of theme here. But, uh, you know, it, I, I was we, we the ones come up with some of that funk and dunk stuff. and But I do think it's kind of getting out of control. And, Steve, if you remember back when we graduated from high school in the 70s, it just started to dunk around 77, 78 now. And so it wasn't all that showing out even high school. You didn't maybe get that deep until you got to college, but it's probably still out of hand. But I called Steve to say, uh, Steve, uh, you know, just I don't need to do the history, but Vince Dooley, man, oh, gosh. And that's why that game I heard was in Jacksonville, and that was for recruiting. And, uh, Steve, I'm, I'm privileged to live kind of between games really in Jacksonville, so I, I do get in a lot of these states, and I'm a Jags fan. And uh, they really pro Gators, but they do have a seminal drawing, and they do have Ga- uh, Georgia fans there. So, uh, Steve, where I'm going with this, and my question would be, with him being the proponent to move it, you know, in Jacksonville, really loving that game, I'm hoping it would help us in recruiting and maybe move them from out of the state. You know, and I hope Alabama can stay out of Jacksonville, too, because they've done well there. But I'm, on a recruiting perspective, and I'm old school, do you think that would matter now? Uh, the way it is with NIL, nothing can change that. And thank, that's my question, Steve. Go Gators. Byron, thanks. With all due respect, Byron, I'm not quite sure what you mean. I, I mean, Florida's ha- Georgia's had to deal with this, you know, I, I think since the 30s, I think. So... They've always had to deal with the game being in Jacksonville, except, you know, when the place was being renovated in the 90s. So it's not going to, it doesn't, I mean, Kirby Smart's done a great job recruiting, so it hasn't kept, you know, anybody out of Florida. So if that's what you're asking, if not, Byron, email me and maybe I'm not getting it, but I, I don't think a whole lot's changed when it comes to that. Because, again, I think the way Smart has recruited uh, speaks for itself, even if he does think um, that this is a disadvantage. And I, from his perspective, I certainly understand why he thinks that way. 392-8255, come on, let's get we got There's some things to talk about today. I will tell you, though, as I predicted, SEC Football Media Day's is fun. It's great to have all the media, the fans, players, coaches, the commissioner, all there. But no news. I mean, there, there, no news. And that's okay. The, what that's for? It's 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 a kickoff. For the league to showcase its teams, showcase its coaches, and they get a form to do it on the SEC network. So that's it accomplishes that. We've talked about it for four days. You've heard people, you know, come on here and talk about it. By the way, uh, lacrosse got a transfer from national champion North Carolina. They're also getting a rising fifth-year player 
Um, and Emily Diaz is her name. She's from New York, uh, and she played at Bryant University as a starter. 33 goals uh, in her career there. So it's the second transfer Florida's gotten for lacrosse. Daryl says the Florida-Georgia game is his favorite of the year. He hate to see it leave Jacksonville. It's tradition. Uh, BB likes Jacks, but times change. I believe Coach Napier has mentioned patience more than once. Problem is, not a lot of Gator fans' idea of patience are people in a hospital. But Coach has been dealt a tough hand opening with two good physical teams. Don't be surprised if our Gators are a seven-point underdog in the first and three or four points in the second. I disagree. BB, I think when the odds are out for that game, it's going to be a pick 'em or three points or less. I really believe that. Uh, don't go nuclear on social media and help him redevelop our program. Um, and he says that he, hear, he hears <clears throat> the new golf tour is trying to sign Barkley away from TNT. Hope he doesn't go. Love him for basketball. Yeah. Um, okay, Byron, I'd rather you email me, but okay, go ahead. Steve, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Steve, what, I'm, I'm going to kind of change it and tell you what I was really meaning. Steve, some, I don't want to say the stations, but when if you, I listen to all of you guys, but doing the Georgia game too, because they're so close there, it'd be like that they, the Georgia players come to Florida and it'd be like the radio station just be buzzing with Gators and all. And I'm just wondering if they did move that game, Jacksonville love it and it's a big publicity. How would the stations up there react? Because it, it, would it still be the same Georgia players coming? Because they would be in Athens. The coverage probably. I'm what do you mean the same pl- Georgia players coming? That's what I don't understand. When they when they come to Jacksonville, they have a big thing at the stations up there, and it's it's like a big home, not a homecoming, but it's all the players be in the stations, and it just be a whole. No, the players aren't Georgia in the stations. Players. Well, when we when they when I listen, some of them come back, you know, because it just be a bunch of fun with the guys, and I was just thinking, would that put a damper on that? It probably wouldn't. But with that, because of they leave in Jacksonville, and it wouldn't be the game there. They would probably be in Athens doing it. But I was just wondering, would that hurt recruiting and the city because all that changed? And that's what I was meaning. But Kirby's doing a great job recruiting, and I doubt it when you say that. And if that makes sense, that's what I was doing with. Okay. Thanks, all right, okay. Byron. I mean, they don't – Georgia players don't run to the stations there. That That's not how that works. Um, I, I think – what he was asking is <clears throat> if the game moved would the people in Jacksonville m- maybe not have as much into it well sure i mean if the game's not there but look if you're a florida fan or a georgia fan if you live in jacksonville you know you're still going to be passionate about the game 120 or 1229 time check brought to you by hey shillery espn 981 fm a50am the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. 
listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it is a one-stop party shop. You're going to get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I've become a new person since all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that I've, that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Next time you're driving around town, check out the car in front of you or alongside of you. There's a really good chance that that's a Southeast Car Agency tag. Why? Because the Cousins family has been selling vehicles here in North Central Florida for over 40 successful years. And only one kind, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, no new vehicles. Steve Russell here. I drive one myself, have for years. Check them out in person, Northeast 39th Avenue or online, secars.com. Southeast Car Agency. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Lots of sunshine early turning partly cloudy. Temperatures warming up. We'll get to the low to mid-90s. Heat and disease for several hours in the lower 100s. Scattered seabreeze thunderstorms today, mainly east of Highway 301, west of the St. John's River. Some could produce locally heavy rainfall. They certainly won't be as widespread as they have been for the past few days. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. <laughs> what you had with the All-Star Game was a lot of fun. You had pitchers talking to announcers and announcers talking to hitters. And, you know, you had, you had a lot of conversations going on there. But the technology was a lot of fun. And as we move forward with all sports, it's about more technology. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome back. 3928255 email s russell at wruf.com baseball back today yankees astros playing a double header today two of the better teams in the american league mike is with us hi mike hey steve how are you doing okay has anybody even bothered to point out to kirby that gee 
Georgia has a disadvantage in this recruiting, but guess what? So does Florida. Guess what? So do Oklahoma and Texas when they play their neutral side game in Dallas. To me, this is just another example of Kirby and Georgia trying to get get the game out of Jacksonville. For whatever reason, they have this idea in their head that because Florida can bust over and, and, you know, Georgia has to fly into Jacksonville, that Florida has this inherent advantage. You know, why doesn't Kirby just come out and say, we don't like to play the game in Jacksonville? I don't think it is that. I don't think it's a question, Mike, of not liking to play the game in Jacksonville. Once they get there, once they're in that stadium, they don't have a problem with playing in that stadium. They have a problem because of what you just said and because of what Kirby Smart feels is a recruiting disadvantage. Yeah, but like I said, it's a recruiting disadvantage to Florida. But he doesn't care about Florida. He doesn't care about Florida. I know that, but you know... I know that, but has anybody pointed out to him that he's not the only person that has this problem? He doesn't he, care. Know, he acts like, well, you know, he acts like everybody's out to get Georgia. You know, you you you, you can tell the Sabinism in the back of his mind the way he talks. No, I, I disagree. I, I think he's sticking up for his school, which any good coach should do. And I think he, he's at least saying in his mind what he feels a disadvantage is. And let, let's face it, this isn't the first time – We've heard a Georgia coach say something like this. Well, you know, uh, did anybody ask Coach Napier to comment on the fact that it's a recruiting disadvantage to Florida? And if they did, what was his response? He just he he said uh, very generically, "I want to see the game firsthand for myself uh, before you know I, I make any opinion." All righty, thanks a lot, Steve. Okay, Mike, thank you. Yeah, I don't I don't see. What Kirby Smart is, I mean, look. If you're a Gator fan, could you say he's whining? You know, whatever. Okay, if you want to go that go down that road, but let's face it. If you're Georgia, you you get it. And the cynic, and two or three of you have already done this, would say, well, you know, they really hadn't hurt Georgia, and that's true. Um. How about Andrew Nemhard? Once again, I'm going to say this. Over the years, I've had the privilege of seeing a lot of great male and female athletes play here. Nemhard was probably in the top 10 in terms of underappreciated for his skill set. He's not a great player, but he's good enough to be in the NBA. He's good enough to get drafted, and he just signed a record contract based on his draft selection. So could he be a bust? Yes, like anybody else can be a bust. But, again, pretty good player, and – one can argue, you know, was he utilized the right way here? Did he did he not play to his full potential here? Um, you could make that case. But good for him. Good for him. Uh, all right, let's get a couple of emails here. Uh, I will start with Shelvin. Lifelong resident of Jacksonville, passionate Gator fan. Don't like it, but we've seen this day coming. This is heading the way of Bama-Auburn. They used to play in Birmingham every year. 
Auburn got the game on the Plains in the late 80s. Bama said they'd keep their home game at Legion Field. Today, the Iron Bowl is home and home, only with the last game at Legion in 1998. I predict the same for Florida, Georgia, and within 10 years, Jacksonville completely loses the game. Yeah, that's possible, certainly. Certainly possible. Uh, Henry emails. Um, and by the way, before I get to Henry, let me digress a second. When Dan Patrick did his show bump, and he talked about the technology, and you know that it was good to have you know players talking to announcers and players, he's spot on. He's a hundred percent right. Now, do I envision the day? And and I want to get your thought if you're a baseball fan. Okay, do you ever envision the day when you turn on a Rays game? All right, and. McClanahan's pitching, and he's talking in a regular season game. Now, mind you, the All-Star game is nice to win, but it has, but the outcome is, okay, one team, win, one league wins, one doesn't. But if you're playing for your team, it has an outcome. It has meaning. So can you envision the day as a fan when you're going to turn the game on and see the starting pitcher talking to the person in the booth because could that be an advantage for that pitcher think about it okay i'm in the box hey and 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 david's the pitcher hey david man i'd throw him a slider down on the way i I think he i don't think he can hit that okay and he throws it well maybe he wasn't going to throw that maybe mike zanito back there is thinking fastball up and in so, I mean, I get it, and I like it, and I think this is where the game is going. I think there's going to be more technology in every sport we watch. But as a baseball fan, do you like it? One final time, we're going to go to, I think it's the last time today, we're going to give you a little flavor of SEC football media days. Jimbo Fisher is at the podium. Watching each other and being very... Uh competitive with each other but also helping each other I mean you know very pleased I uh, finally as I say at the end of spring you finally saw uh, Max starting um, to grasp what we were trying to do you saw Haynes's health really come in he knew and I think really in the last month while I've seen his feet and the way he's throwing the ball has really jumped out at me uh, Connor so natural and effortless and this as he grasped what's going on it's, it's gonna be a fun battle I mean and last year we really needed three I mean you saw Zach in the Alabama game as I said before, he took uh, had a hit a knee hit, come back from that. In the Auburn game, he actually popped his shoulder back in place. And the doctor said he could play, so he played. I mean, he went through it. You really need a third guy. And uh, having three guys, that's, that's rare in today's time. But I think we got three outstanding guys, and I'm very excited to work with them. Coach, we're going to go over to our right side uh, near the back. Hey, Jimbo, Travis Brown with the Bryant yes, College Station Eagle. Uh, two questions. First, a lot of scheduling models thrown around. If there was three permanent opponents, which, which three would you like to see A&M have? And then just your overall, what are some of the strengths of your offensive line? Well, I think uh, the scheduling model, I think, is criti- critical, especially as conferences expand. I think the ability to get everybody to play everybody, because you're talking about a conference champion now, and not being able to play each other and, and make sure you do when a guy is there in school is going to be critical. And I think conference champions can be determined by now by how the schedule falls. And that's, you know, that's never been the case because you always played them all. But I think 
probably the, the model of three is much better because I think it gives you more consistency and you know helps keep some traditional rivalries because I think that's the one thing we're trying to do in college football that, that to me makes college football special the rivalries of college football and trying to keep as many traditions as you can with the expanding world because listen things are inevitable they're always going to change but if you can keep as much as you can I think it's great so I think that model will be there uh, what was the second part of your question? I'm sorry. Strength of the offensive line. Oh, the strength, which I was very, like I said, last year we had to play a true center, a true freshman center that only had half a camp and never played center because we have an injury to a guy and we had a right tackle who had to play as a freshman. And those tough, that was tough times at Limes last year. But being able to have that now I think has really turned into a strength and I think it's going to be a strength of our football team, one of them. Uh, very excited about our offensive line. Coach Adagio has done a tremendous job. But he and Layden and Bryce, and Trey Zoom now playing at left tackle along with Mo and some of those other guys in the battles that are going to be had, uh, size, athleticism. I think Steve's done a great job. And so something we struggled with early last year, I think it's going to be a really big strength of our football team. And I'll say this, in this league, you've got to have guys – Turnovers and big plays determine the outcomes of games more than anything, and you've got to have them. But in this league, if you look in the history of it, the guys who can play in the trenches on the offensive and defensive lines have always had tremendous success. Hey Coach, we're going to go right here in front, uh, just on this near aisle. Good morning, Coach. Johnny Ballpark Franks with Franks Media in Nashville and Huntsville. In your coaching career, you've been very fortunate to be with programs from your assistant yes. coaching days to now as a head coach to be with programs where the realistic, you know, at the end of the year thing is to win a national title. Yep. How does that prepare you year in and year out? Well, I think you know how to get there. I think not – all right, the expectations are, but all, all those places – we had a 20-game winning streak at Auburn. We won national titles at LSU. We won national titles and won 29 in a row at Florida State. So it's not just the expectations of it, but knowing how to put it in place. And I'll say this about our program right now. From a depth standpoint and a competitive – listen, when you're a great team is when your practices are so heated and so competitive and that you know you can't take a day off as a player because someone's taking your job. That's when you really become, and to the first time from a depth standpoint, not from a great player standpoint, but from a depth standpoint, that we're starting, we're getting to that point right now at A&M at a level which I'm very excited about with some young guys pushing older guys, older guys getting better, guys that were, it's, it's going to be a heck of a battle. And that's, it's got me the most excited. So I think when you're talking about winning national championships, it's not just understanding how to handle the expectations, it's organizing and structuring the team to get to those points. And I think we're really right now at the, at the, at the beginning of that stage where we can do it consistently, and I'm excited about the future of our program, really am. Hey, Coach, we're going to go over here to our left side, the fourth row. Yes, sir. Um, Nubias Wilborn, AL.com. Um, you, you earlier you mentioned Calzada popping his shoulder out. One, what was that game like against Auburn, and what is Auburn getting in Zach Calzada. Listen, Zach is a tremendous human being. I have utmost respect. I hate to lose Zach. No lie. I mean, Zach is a competitor. He has tremendous arm talent. He's competitive. He's tough. He's smart. And he's a team guy. Zach will do anything in the world to win for his teams. As you say, stand in there. And as they say, when your quarterback takes shots like that and does things like that, your team has great respect and plays hard. And I think you're getting a great human being with a very talented football player. And, and it's going to be a pain in our tail when we play him. <laughs> I know that. I know he's getting a battle right now. But, but Zach is a very talented guy, and they're blessed to have him. And, you know, and I know he'll do a great job for him. What do you say? Memories of that game. Memories of the, of the Auburn that game. I mean, looking over on the sideline and going, "What am I? Who am I? I got to put? I got to put a walk on him, Blake Bosa. I was very confident in him, but he looked at me and those big eyes and scared. And then the, the ability for him to play with that shoulder and not only play but play well and make plays and make throws. 
I mean, it's one of the great memories I have as a coach because football is a game of sacrifice. Listen, we don't want guys to ever be hurt. We don't want guys to ever play where their, their bodies can be injured for a long period of time. But football is a game. There's going to be times like that you have. And to me, it's just a great honor to have coached somebody that tough and that competitive. All right. That is uh, just a sample. Jimbo Fisher speaking now live at the SEC Football Media Days. John, get right to you. 12.45, time check brought to you by Hayes, Chittlery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Shaley Klein. Major League Baseball is back in action today following the All-Star break. The Miami Marlins face off against the Texas Rangers at 1.10 PM. The Marlins sit 14 games behind the Mets in the NL East. Florida Sprinter champion Allison advanced to the finals of the 400-meter dash at the World Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon. His third-place finish in the semifinals makes him one of two Americans to advance to the 400-meter final. Former Florida basketball player Andrew Nebhardt secured the largest NBA deal of any second-round pick out of college. Nebhardt signed a four-year, $8.6 million contract with the Indiana Pacers. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Shaley Klein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Folks, I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it's sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any type of vehicle. Donations are <clears throat> tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. That is certainly a win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years, and now they need your help. Please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Your generosity will do so much good. You can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's it's time to celebrate outdoors. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Let Electronics World help you upgrade your lanai, pool deck, or backyard space with outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung. Outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville today or online at electronicsworld.net. That's electronicsworld.net. It gets harder to lose weight as we get older. And if you're trying to get fit this summer, get M-Drive Boost and Burn. Burn fat, boost energy, and it supports healthy testosterone. M-Drive Boost and Burn, clinically tested ingredients support weight reduction, testosterone, and lean muscle. Try M-Drive's exclusive deal for my listeners. Get your first two weeks of M-Drive Boost and Burn for just $5. Sign up at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. First two weeks, 5 bucks. mdrivedan.com. 
And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real live person. You know, a human being who's actually understanding your issues and works to resolve them. Someone with a knack for helping others and has a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. It's live customer service. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver. Weekdays at 2. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. We'll take some calls. We'll start with John. John, hello. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. Um, my understanding this is the last show for a while. Do you know what approximate date you'll be back? August 1st. Okay, great. That's uh, that's not long. I thought maybe you're going to – I know you think yesterday you said something you'd be gone for a while, but that's that's not long at all. So that's that's great news on my, on my part and, and a lot of your, viewer, your, your listeners. Um, listening to Jimbo Fisher – Am I understanding that uh, Steve Adazio is on his staff? He is, offensive line coach. Wow, that's, that's pretty impressive. So, I mean, some, some gator flavor there. So that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. And, uh, and, and finally, making it real quick, uh, uh, you know, watching the uh, All-Star game the other night and then, you know, and, and the pitchers and the catchers and, and the announcers being, like, mic'd up, I'm, I'm not a big fan. Of that. I mean, not even if I'm an old-school type. I just – you know, I I just want to see purest of like, you know, you know, catcher pitcher, you know, doing going through their their pitch counts and, and and signals and stuff like that. I just think that just it kind of distracts a little bit from the game. See, I think just the opposite. I think really? it gives more insight into the game. You know, what what pitch do you am I going to throw here? Uh, you know, where do I locate it? Um, you know, we 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 don't know that except for what, you know, the analyst will say. You know, hey, there's a one-ball, two-strike count, and, and and you see if David's hitting and I see he can't, he's had trouble hitting a breaking ball away, then I'm during the broadcast I'm going to say, well, you might, you're probably going to see a breaking ball away here. He hasn't, he's already struggled with that. Okay, we're used to that. But what if I'm actually saying that to the pitcher? I mean, that, that, that's kind of a different insight for me. Well, let me give you a devil's advocate real quick. Let's say that uh, you know you get an announcer saying, "Let's let's throw you know a breaking pitch outside," but you know he throws it, and somehow the the batter, well, that's a bad analogy. Let's say he throws a four seam fastball, and the pitching coach wanted him to throw you know an outside slider or something like that, and all of a sudden the guy hits a three run homer. I mean, you know, what's he, what's the the pitching coach gonna or even the manager gonna think like? What were you doing? Well, I listened to the the announcer in the booth. You know, it's like, what's what are you doing listening to the booth? Well, now we've got this technology. You know, that's that's a, that's the only thing that I think about it. Okay, thank you, John. Hey, have a good one, buddy. Yep, appreciate your call. Bring Tony here. Hi, Tony. Hey, <laughs> Steve, what's going on, man? Yeah, like what we talked about yesterday. I love that. I love that feature, man. I think it'll be it'll do wonders to bring new fans into the sport. Um. So I'm, I'm all for that. Hey, Steve, um, did you also see how Dennis Dodd tweeted this morning that also the council 
is considering eliminating the blanket rule prohibiting transfer more than once. Right. I, I mentioned that earlier, yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost as if they're purposely trying to ruin the game. Like, you know, like, what else can we do to ruin this sport? <laughs> Let's make it free agency for everybody every single year with no consequences. I mean, it's just absurd, Steve. Absurd. Well, but see, that's, I guess, that's the fascination for me, Tony, in doing this as long as I have and seeing the changes I've had, that, that I've seen. It's, it's not easy sometimes to swallow change in anything, especially if it comes as rapidly as we have seen change happen in the sport. And I get it. But you either kind of roll with it or you don't. And I understand from a player perspective that, you know, because think about it. Before, in the good old days, right, it, it, was, it was like hell to try to transfer. And there were maybe good reasons to transfer, but you couldn't do it. Has the pendulum swung the other way? Yes, but, you know, that's, that's how it's going now. Not all changes are good change, Steve. Steve, let me ask you a question. Um, Billy Napier yesterday, I believe it was with the uh, Paul Feinbaum interview, he said, rightfully so, that it's never been more difficult to be a head coach and it's never been more difficult to be a first-year head coach because of the transfer portal, because of NIL, along with all the other things that a new coach has to do, implement the system, so forth and so on. So how concerned should I be, being a Gator fan or any Gator fan, knowing what he just said, right, that he's going to be not only the head coach responsible for all these things, but he's also going to be the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. you think it's too much on his plate? Well, first of all, I get what you're saying, but he's not a new head coach. He's been a head coach. Well, He's new, he's new in the league, yes. But it isn't like they hired an assistant, right? I'll give you an example. Brent Venables is now in Oklahoma. He, he might be in a worse spot, if, going by what you're saying, than what Billy Napier is. Because Billy Napier's been a head coach. So he's got at least an understanding of what the obligations are in media, in recruiting, in all of that, so, but I think he really meant more of the fact that when you throw all of this in the pot, Tony, NIL, recruiting changes, um, you know, trying to keep up with a roster, uh, competing in the best league in the country, yeah, mm-hmm. that that's a big challenge, yes. And, and would I be concerned about it? Um, no, I, I'm not. I think... We'll see if his plan works. That's going to be the ultimate test. But I'm impressed with the fact, Tony, he's got a plan. He's laid it out. He's very deliberate in what he's doing. Now we'll see if it works. Yeah. One of the great things about Saban is how he's able to pivot and how he's able to self-analyze and make changes that need to be changed immediately and not way too long. I, I hope that Billy could do that, too. Because I think that by year two, year three, I think he's going to have to bring in an offensive coordinator. That's what I predict if he wants to take that next step. 
because I do think it's going to be maybe a little bit too much. That's it, just my opinion. Isn't Rob Sale the offensive coordinator? Oh, I don't – offensive line, head coach, uh, Billy has said that he's the one who's going to call the play. Well, I mean, and, uh, I, Sale yeah. does have the title. Hmm. Uh, right? I think it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's Billy's job, though. Well, it, I think he's the offensive coordinator, play caller, quarterback coach. I was just going to say, you can be the offensive coordinator in terms of title, okay? Um, but Napier's going to call plays. So, does that make him the de facto offensive coordinator? I, I I see your point, but an offensive coordinator's job is, and I think people think, oh, that's all they do is call plays. Well, no, there's other things they do within that role, but Napier is going to call plays. And, you know, I'm interested to see, for example, Dan Mullen, whatever you want to say about Dan Mullen, his offense was pretty good, okay? And the way that he did it, he was the play caller, but in the headset, he had other guys who were, you know, suggesting plays that he took into consideration in calling them. I, I'm anxious to see if that's going to be the case with Billy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. And maybe that's why he has two offensive line coaches too. Stapleton is more of the offensive line coach, and then on game days, maybe Stale takes more of the offensive coordinator type of approach. We'll see. It'll be interesting, though. That's for sure. All right, Tony. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, In closing the hour, by the way, um, from a Gator baseball standpoint, uh, BT Ryapel officially coming back. Colby Halter officially coming back. Uh, Josh Rivera was not drafted. I've not heard anything about his status, um, but he can certainly uh, opt to come back. Could he sign a free agent contract like Nick Pogue did? I guess he could. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, that's our first hour. If all goes right, we're going to be talking to Gator basketball player Kyle Lofton as part of our uh, cooperative effort with the Gator Collective. That's coming up in hour two. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you suffer joint pain from arthritis or an injury, you know the traditional treatments, pain meds and steroids, and then surgery, right? Hey, it's Steve Russell with great news. There's a better way, and it's here now from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This is an advanced, exciting, and natural alternative that can give you lasting relief using your body's own healing power. Listen, steroid shots are toxic to your joints, pain meds are addictive, and nobody wants to go under the knife. 
It's 2022, and those old ways are out. New ways are in. Regenerative medicine can restore and repair damaged joint tissue using the natural biologics. No drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. QC Kinetics Regenerative Protocols can address any pain in any joint and give you the quality of life you deserve. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Thursday. David Sherba producing the broadcast today. We thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports. Always appreciate it when you do. Uh, in, in our cooperative agreement with the Gator Collective, we always appreciate them getting Gator athletes on with us periodically. And we're going to talk to Gator basketball player Kyle Lofton, the transfer, now in the Gator program. Kyle, what's up, man? Thanks for doing this. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Sure, Kyle. Um, without giving away anything here, you've had a chance now for you know with a few practices with this coaching staff, as opposed to you know when you're at St. Bonaventure. It, is the system that 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 uh, Florida runs is it a lot different from what you ran at St. Bonaventure? Um, we didn't put in too many too much stuff, but yeah, I could tell it definitely be different. It's more um, more up and down. The pace is different. And um, we just play like more free, less set. We had a lot of set the same bottom. Just... Is that is that conducive to your game? Do you like that change? Um, yeah, I like the change because you know playing within the system, people think you can't do like you can't play without it. So I wanted to show I can play fast pace and I can play without a system. For people who are listening that may not know, what made you choose Florida? Just the, uh, the coaching staff, really. And um, Florida, you know, is one of the best universities in America. Just the coaching staff, when I came up here, they were young guys. Uh, they relate to us differently than, like, you know, older coaches coming in. So I think they're trying to change the culture here with um, young guys, people that love the game of basketball. And just, they, they provide a lot of energy uh, on and off the court. And it's just it's fun to be around. You know, I, I'm interested, Kyle, in, in the athlete today because if fans – are concerned or trying to figure out what's going on with the portal and NIL and all this. 
I can only imagine what players are going through. Has it been, you know, you're, you're a veteran. You've been around a while. Has all this happened at a fast pace? Have you been able to keep up with all this stuff? Um, yeah, I feel like guys that – so this is my first This is my first year in the portal. You know, I, I, uh, I did four years at St. Bonaventure. Yeah. I feel like guys that into the portal, like, more than once, it, it probably get crazy for them because when I was doing it, it was like my phone was blowing up nonstop. <laughs> I don't want to answer certain phone calls. You know, they'd call you when you're sleeping. So it's definitely um, a process that you want to get over with quick. Um, if, if a fan walks in to the O'Connell Center, Kyle, and sees you play – Describe your game. What are they going to see when they see you play? Um, I'll say a competitor first, uh, someone that brings winning in to a program. And just, like, being fun. I like to have fun on the court. So I'll do some foolish things here and there. But um, really a winner and someone that loves the game of basketball. How is Todd Golden and the coaching staff, how are they to play for? Can you repeat that? Yeah, how is Todd Golden and his staff, how are they to play for? Um, just having fun, um, being being able to, um, you know, take criticism, um, having fun really wanting to win and just wanting to be in the gym, like coming through those doors ready to work. I got to ask this. When you were a kid, when did you know you were pretty good in basketball? Uh, I don't know because I, I, I was like a multi-sport. I played, um, I played basketball and football growing up. I was pretty good at both, but um, basketball – I think probably like around eighth grade, seventh grade, I used to have a couple 30-point games in middle school and AAU. So from there, I was like, yeah, I'm going to stop playing football once I get to high school. (laughs) Then I just took off with basketball. Kyle Lofton, our guest here on Sports Scene, playing basketball now from St. Bonaventure to the University of Florida. Um, When you're hopefully you have a long basketball career, Kyle, but uh, academically, what are you in school for? What do you want to eventually do? Um, so I, I took a, uh, I graduated with my sociology uh, major. Uh, I finished that, and um, after basketball, I think I want to just you know get into some type of coaching. I'm not sure what type yet, but uh, just giving my knowledge and um, things back to like the kids growing up, trying to help them. You know, I did and better. That's that's kind of cool. One of the things I think that gets lost on people like me sometimes who've been doing this for a long time and fans is that. You know, you you guys are athletes, but you're human too. You know, you right. you got your ups, you got your downs. You got to go to class. You got to go do this. You have to go do that. You got to figure out nil. You got to figure out all that. Is there a lot of pressure on an athlete these days in terms of performance and what fans' expectation might be? Um. Yeah, but I feel like it depends the type of person you are. Like, um, for me, I wouldn't say it's too much pressure because, like, I don't really. I don't look into what people say about me, like fans. I don't really, I don't mind it too much. But so you have some kids that that, that like means the world to them. So um, it's like different pressure that's put on them. But I feel like me, I don't really see it as pressure, to be honest. Uh, you you're, you played at St. Bonaventure, had a good career there, but now you're playing in the SEC. Are you looking forward to going up against the league competition? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, being in the SEC, you're playing against the, top dogs every every night out and um i just want to show that i can do that um i think i showed it at st bonaventure you know whenever we played a high major team or something like that but now i get to be in a conference and do it every night so i'm really excited for that 
you've, you've done a really nice job so far, but I know there's parts of your game, like anybody, where, you know, you want to get better. Where are areas yeah. you're looking to improve here as you start playing for Florida? Um, I want to really show that I can defend the ball, um, play off the ball, show a better. I'm a better leader than what uh, people um, think. Um, also, being more efficient from the field and from the three. Like last year, I think my um, numbers from the field dropped a little bit. Uh, taking better shots, getting easier looks here, I probably would get. And then, um, yeah, just improve those numbers. All right. I'm going to end. Let's have a little fun here, Kyle. I'm going to ask you, uh, like, like you, were the, you were the commissioner, okay? Here's a couple of questions. Would you be in favor <laughs> of, moving, of moving the college three-point line back more? Would you be in favor of that or no? Um, I would, no. Okay. Um, would you make any other changes to the game? I mean, do you, do you like the way the game is being played now at the college level? Um, yeah, I'll, I, like the NBA, I, I probably six fouls in the college level. Thank you. Thank you. I am all <laughs> for that, Kyle. You, you are the yeah. man for saying that. Thank you. I've always <laughs> felt that. Because this is, tell me if this isn't true. If you're in a game as a player and officials are calling more fouls, okay, mm-hmm. so you get a sixth foul, but I mean, a, a, whether the official's right or not, players have to adjust to that, do they not? Exactly, yeah. And we get quick, two quick ones because, like, a ref called a bad one, and now like, I got to sit out the whole first half. All right. All right. So good. Commissioner, you did your job. I love it, Kyle. And I, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I appreciate you taking time to talk to us. So, Wish you luck the rest of the way. Look forward to seeing you play here for the Gators. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, have a good one. Appreciate you having me again. Okay, Kyle. Thank you. Kyle Lofton. I, I, good dude. See, six fouls. I get it. If I'm a player, I'd like six fouls too. But also, it gives more flexibility to coaches. It allows good players, to, hopefully, to stay on the floor longer. And that's what fans want to see. They want to see you know, good players play. And I'm not saying every player would adjust to that, but don't you think most would? If they see a game being officiated a certain way, rightly or wrongly, you're going to have to adjust to that if you want to stay on the floor. So, yeah, I mean, when Mark Wise here last week, we went all through that, um, and I'm a big proponent of that. All right, Uh, the rest of the day, it's us. So last show until the 1st of August, we take a little break. So call us up, talk a little sports, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. If you missed the first hour, Kirby uh, Kirby Smart getting a new 10-year, $112 million contract extension. Uh, Nice if you can get it. Uh, He deserves it. He's done a heck of a job. I think even the most ardent Gator fan would certainly, you know, think he's done a good job with that. And, uh, you know, he's also said he'd like to see the game moved out of Jacksonville. Let me ask this question. As a Gator fan, is there anybody who would like to see it move out of Jacksonville and just become a home and home? I cannot imagine, cannot imagine that you would think 
a Gator fan would not want to have it there. And I'm going to give Seth credit for this because he and I were talking about this today, Seth Hart. And he made a great point. When you get Oklahoma and Texas in this league, fans are going to want to go see those venues. They're new. And most people have never been to Oklahoma or never been to Texas to see a football game. You want to go there. And if you've been, if you play Tennessee every other year in Knoxville, Missouri every other year in Columbia, et cetera, and you've been there, does it take the luster out of the trip? I think the only place that doesn't happen is Nashville. I think fans go to Nashville because it's Nashville, okay, and they don't get tired of that. But other than that, if you've kind of been to Knoxville, have you been to Knoxville, you've been to Columbia, Missouri, you've been to Columbia, Missouri, we'll get your thoughts on that. Uh, John says, despite the series going to home and home, providing additional recruiting opportunities for visits for both teams when they're home, it would help Georgia more in the short term because they're already far ahead in recruiting and program status overall. This goes into the category of not wanting to give anything positive to a competitor who already has a clear advantage over you, even if you help yourself along the way. Preventing Georgia from getting positive results of this outweighs the positive results Florida would also get in the process for the next few years. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Shaley Klein. Former Florida basketball player Andrew Nebhardt secured the largest NBA deal of any second-round pick out of college. Nebhardt signed a four-year, $8.6 million contract with the Indiana Pacers. Florida sprinter champion Allison advanced to the finals of the 400-meter dash at the World Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon. His third-place finish in the semifinals makes him one of two Americans to advance to the 400-meter finals. Major League Baseball is back in action today following the All-Star break. The Miami Marlins are currently facing off against the Texas Rangers. At last look, both teams have yet to score. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Shaley Klein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Friends, if you have a home to sell, you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for in a very active seller's market. Fact is, home values are at historic highs. Challenge is knowing what the market's going to do. How long will this hot market last? What will the changes be? You're probably concerned with things you can't control, like low inventory, rising interest rates. You get the idea. Well, that's why with all of this, I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust to help you answer your home selling questions. That's Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty. He's got programs and solutions to help you in any situation. Written guarantees, thousands of buyers that create higher demand and multiple offers for your home. If you need to sell your home and stay in your home until you find your next one, Scott can help you sell stress-free and put you back in control of your situation. So, my advice, call Scott Caldwell, 352 209 0000 that's 352 
209-0000 or visit com. Are you getting the internet speed you need? The state of Florida has launched an anonymous statewide study of broadband speeds with a free internet speed test. The results of the study will help guide investments to improve broadband speeds around our state. To take the test and measure your connection speed, visit FasterFlorida.org. That's FasterFlorida.org to take the state's official internet speed test. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, the Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago, a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat-screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night, they have different specials, but you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell from my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They've been in business, family-owned and operated, for over 40 years. And in all that time, they've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop and late-model, low-mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today, Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, uh... Yesterday, we were very pleased to have Billy Napier join us uh, for a conversation before he went uh, to Atlanta. And uh, it was three other it was three other Gators going up there with him. So as we wait for calls or emails or questions or comments, uh, you heard a lot of Billy Napier, but you didn't hear much of some of the Gator players. So first... Uh, here is uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, the Gator quarterback, speaking to the media yesterday. Okay, we have Anthony to wind up Florida for the day. We'll go right straight to questions. Anthony, your first one here is on the left, second row. Hey, Anthony, Johnny Condon, ABC 3340 in Birmingham, Alabama. My question for you is when you go on to a road game where you play in Jacksonville against Georgia in that big rivalry game, how much do you relish and how much do you enjoy the spotlight and being the most important guy on the field for your team when you have the ball as a quarterback? You know, you just, just got to take everything in, you know, um, one minute at a time, uh, you know, one second at a time. Just embrace it all because a lot of people want to be in my shoes, you know, so I just can't take anything for granted. You know, uh, just got to understand that I'm truly blessed to be where I am. We'll stay on the left side, front row. 
Uh, David, David Waters, Gators Breakdown. Anthony, where do you feel like you've made your biggest improvement? You no, know, uh, just working hard, you know, this offseason. Uh, become a better leader and a better passer, you know. Just trying to be a better overall quarterback. I feel like that's the main thing I've been working on. Go to the right side on the aisle, three rows back. Hey, Anthony. Chris Pinson, WCJB TV20 in Gainesville. Anthony, you know Gator Nation is its own unique blend of people. Obviously, there's big expectations on you at quarterback, big expectations on Coach Napier to come in and help this team win right away and get back to prominence it had you know, over a decade ago. How do you guys talk about those expectations, and how do you shoulder them without putting too much pressure on yourself? You know, we try not to look into them too much, you know. We try to take everything one day at a time, you know, because we can't predict the future. We don't know what, what it's going to you know, be for us. But um, as long as we prepare for everything, just taking it one day at a time, I feel like everything will be smooth. We'll stay on the right side, fourth row. Florida has had some changes at head coach in the past five years. What confidence does uh, Coach Napier have? Um, what do you like about him? And um, how excited, what does he do that you like? You know, uh, Coach Napier, he trusts in himself, trusts in his system. He trusts in the players and the staff, you know. So, uh, you know, his confidence is, is unmatched. You know, he's a people's person. That's the main thing I like about him. You know, he puts people before himself. And I definitely respect that because I try to do the same thing, you know. So, um, you know, just his confidence, that's pretty much the main thing that's rubbing off on all of us. Second row here on the aisle. Anthony Patterson with the Atlanta Voice. Um, your, your teammates talked about you growing into a leader and constantly growing as a player. For you, how has Napier kind of shaped you growing since he's gotten to Florida? You know, he's kind of told me I have to be, you know, the guy and the leader, you know. A lot of people look up to me. A lot of people are looking at me and expect me to do a lot of things. You know, uh, throughout my years of playing football, people always told me I have to be a leader. I never really understood what that means, you know. I thought I had to scream and yell. But uh, now with Coach Napier, I understand that it means uh, connecting with people, building relationships and bonds, you know. If people can trust you and rely on you, it makes it a lot easier, easier to um, lead them. Front row to your left. Anthony, Ricky Pearsall transfers in. What's your relationship like with him? I heard it got off to a pretty good start. And what's your relationship been like since then? Have you guys been working you know, off the field and, and trying to get the rapport down with this new receiver? Yeah, Ricky, that's my guy. I remember when we were trying to get him here. Uh, I went out to dinner with uh, his family and him, you know, uh, just trying to connect with him. You know, he, he's a great person. He's very smart. You know, he's fast. You know, uh, I appreciate his speed. You know, it's going to make it a lot easier for me to throw the ball to him. You know, but he's a, a great person, a great player. You know, we've been connecting on the off season. Uh, before I came here, I was talking to him, let him know we got to get some work in this weekend. You know, because the season's right around the corner, we just got to be able to connect like that. Front row here on the end. Hey, Anthony Jacques Doucet, WAP TV in Baton Rouge. I know he doesn't coach your position, but since you're the leader of the team at the quarterback spot, Corey Raymond, what are your impressions of him since he joined the staff or anything you notice being around him? Oh, I like him. A lot, you know. Um, when he first got here, uh, connected with him very well, you know, just man to man, you know, having simple conversations. Uh, the DBs, they love him, you know, so I love him. Uh, as long as those guys locking down, we're good. Um, you know, him coming from LSU, he let us know uh, the mindset that other teams had when they did come play us. So it's kind of switched our views a lot. But, you know, I like Coach, Coach Raymond. Fourth row here on your right. Anthony, you're a very laid-back kind of guy, right? You do a lot of watching and then waiting to decide. Coach Napier, same exact kind of demeanor. 
Has that helped the bond that you guys have, how it's formed, how it's developed, and why is it that you guys are quiet when you observe, but then when it's game time, you put on the intense face and you guys let everybody know, hey, this is our time. We're coming for you. You know, um, you know just Coach Napier being the person he is, you know, I feel like I can connect with him a lot you know, because I, I see a, a lot of myself in him. You know, just the way he, he reacts to people, treat people, the way he observes things. You know, uh, I've yet to really hear him yell, you know. I'm not really a, a yelling and screaming guy either. So I'm like, uh, that's kind of weird. But, you know, just connecting with him, uh, it makes it a lot easier for us to, you know, be men and, and understand each other. And when it comes to, like, the way we, you know, get ready and prepare for things, you know, we just watch and, and just see how we can fit in and, and make everything work. All right, that's Anthony Richardson as a sampling of what he did uh, at Media Day yesterday. We'll do that for Ventrell Miller uh, as well. But in the meantime, we will, since this is our last show till the 1st of August, want to hear from you, uh, 392-8255. And you can email uh, Russell at wruf.com. Uh, Joe emails. Uh, he's got a good question here. He says, after hearing and seeing everything from SEC Media Days, has anything changed for you in terms of where you think a certain team uh, may end up in standings, et cetera? That, that's a really good question. But I would say no. I, I, don't, I don't think hearing anything from the coaches and the players has changed my mind as far as where I think they're going to end up. No. Um, I mean, look, no one goes to this player, coach, and says, hi, we suck. N- I mean, no one does that, okay? And that's great about this time of the year, right? Everybody can, in theory, win a national championship. That's the beauty of this event because no losses yet. That That's wonderful. But I don't know that I'm going to change my mind. Well, I know I'm not going to change my mind. I think everybody and their brother is going to pick Alabama to win the West and Georgia to win the East. It, the question becomes, after that, who finishes second? And I think there is some question as to whether or not Florida would be second in the East. And I don't know who you'd pick to finish second in the West. I mean, do I think Brian Kelly is going to do a good job at LSU? His track record suggests he is because of what he did at Notre Dame. But is LSU ready right now to be the second-best team in the league? Jimbo Fisher sounded very confident today. Okay, but he just had a guy arrested. That doesn't help your team. So time will certainly tell. 128 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.
Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. Thanks, Steve. I know that the folks at Road Heaver Boys Ranch appreciate your efforts on their behalf. Like Steve, I know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. Daughtry Treeser has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at dickmondells.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Lots of sunshine early turning partly cloudy. Temperatures warming up. We'll get to below to mid-90s. Heat indices for several hours in the lower 100s. Scattered sea breeze thunderstorms today, mainly east of Highway 301, west of the St. John's River. Some could produce locally heavy rainfall. They certainly won't be as widespread as they have been for the past few days. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Come over, say hello, Molly. On first take, we have Dabo Sweeney, and his quarterback has a difficult last name to pronounce, like my own. DJ. And I'm trying to get... No, I'm going to pronounce his last name. How Max, do you say it? Call him DJ. Uncle Lele? Molly's last name is actually, actually Cherim. You know how I know that? I bothered to get to know the people I work with. Yeah, you should try. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 850 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Thank you, Coach. We all know there's still a few weeks left between the start, between now and the start of 
2022 college football season. But it is interesting. First couple of weeks, ESPN.com has, you know, a betting site. Oregon, Georgia. Georgia is favored by 17 and a half. Notre Dame at Ohio State, Ohio State's favored by 14 and a half. Now, Utah favored in Gainesville, but only two points. FSU-LSU is only three points in New Orleans. Huh. Now, is that going to change? Probably. But that, the FSU-LSU thing was a bit surprising until I really went back and looked. I mean, LSU finished below 500 last year. And FSU wasn't any good either. So you'd think it'd be close. And I and and look, Florida wasn't any good last year either. And yet they're only you know two point dogs. That just when a team goes cross country traditionally that team at least in my mind doesn't fare very well. We'll see if it holds up, but that's some of the early line in some of the early games. All right, a couple of calls, and then, I'm sorry, a couple of emails, and then because you don't want to talk any sports, you'll just listen to people. Uh, Ron emails and says, uh, Steve, when you went to Media Days, uh, scale of 1 to 10, how fun was it for you? Uh, A 9. It was awesome. Again, not a lot of of breaking news happens there, Ron. But it's cool to be there. It's good to see everybody there, you know, in one place. And, you know, it's it's it, it's good. It, it, it also means college football is pretty close. That's, that's, that's the best part of it. Uh, let's see here. Mark says, Steve, I heard you talk about baseball earlier. Couldn't agree with you more. I think there's going to be more technology in the game. I'm just hopeful it'll help it'll help bring younger fans to the sport. Me too. Me too. And I think that is what's going to have to happen. All right, you heard Anthony Richardson and David now um will give folks a chance to hear Ventrell Miller from SEC Football Media Days. Of course, getting Ventrell Miller back certainly uh, is a big help to Florida. Uh, Veteran player, good player. So here is the Gator linebacker from, and we're not going to play the whole thing, but just to give you an idea of the questions he was asked and the answers he gave from SEC Football Media Days yesterday. Would you like to start? You guys here have anything? <laughs> Why don't you tell us how the practice in the spring has gone and how are you looking forward to the SEC East this year? 
spring spring went went, went by well. Uh, this this summer has been going good. Uh, everybody has been keeping their head down, coming out to work every day, getting better. So I'm looking forward to the season. We'll go here to your left. Hey, Ventrell, you missed last year, of course. How tough was it not being on the field and you know your team seeing your team struggle through uh, the whole year? Uh, definitely devastating. I can't I can't be out there with my boys uh, going to war with them, but. Uh, Time on roll. We had, we had a new year, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this season and, and being out there this year. We'll go to your right here on the third row. Okay. Ventrell, what can you say about Christian Robinson as a coach, and, and how much have you communicated with him since his move to Auburn? Uh, that's still that's still my boy. Uh, coach Rod did a, did a great job just building a relationship while he was at Florida. Uh, great guy. Uh, but yeah, he's a great guy. That's all. I, pretty much. What kind of uh, play style does he sort of encourage from the linebacker position? How would you describe his coaching ability? Uh, he, he wanted hard nose. He wants you to go out there and fly around, um, be physical, with, with taking on blocks, uh, hitting people. He, he liked physicality, so and just flying around. Okay, we'll go on the row behind. Nicole, KBTX College Station. What does uh, Billy bring to the team, and how is just the practices, workouts, meetings been with him? Uh-huh. Uh, Coach Napier has uh, done a great job just emphasizing um, accountability. Um, also, with uh, team teamwork, uh, bringing the team together, he's, he's emphasized that uh, building relationships, and, and I feel like that's a big thing that he's brought in. Um, also, uh, pen and paper to everywhere you go, so getting used to that. Go to your left here, Coach Bateman's now your your your, your position coach. What, what's been your assessment of him so far? Uh, Coach Bateman has done a great job just, I feel like, getting us prepared, uh, teaching us the playbook. Um, he's uh, emphasize, emphasizing um, the techniques and stuff in his drills. So Coach Bateman has done a great job so far. You say a pen and a paper everywhere. What, what does that process that you guys do? Uh, so whether it's meetings, team meetings, all that type of things, uh, you, you're required to have a pen and paper uh, and write down things that you, that you feel like you need, needs to be written down uh, so you can remember. Front row question. Hey, Jacques Doucet, WAFB, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Is LSU the most heated rivalry the Florida Gators have? Uh, uh, I feel like I, I, it's, a, it's a very intense uh, rivalry. Uh, I say it's out of LSU and Georgia. LSU and Georgia, I say. In the last, the last two years, you guys have come up a little bit short against, uh, against LSU. What are your thoughts on, on playing them this year in the Swamp? Definitely uh, excited. I remember uh, the last the last time we played in the swamp. So definitely uh, ready, ready to go back out there and put the pads on for that game. Um, and yeah, we'll go back here on the right side. Ventrala, have you played at College Station? And what do you um, you guys are coming there this year? What do you know about playing at Kyle Field? Uh, so I went to College Station um, COVID year, so it wasn't. We didn't get to experience the 12th man, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's a personal game for me, so I'm looking forward to that game. Go back to your left here. Ventrell, big game. Game one, Utah comes in. You know, what's the, the mindset of the team? You know, is it just another game, or you know, it's also your coach's first game? So let's talk about everything surrounding that first game versus Utah. Uh, I, I feel like for us it's going to be a, a big statement game. Um, as you all know, we also had a, a guy uh, transfer over there, so uh, – they got we just ready, ready to play that game. I feel like it's gonna be a good one. Uh, yeah. How much has a change has, has there been with the new coach? What has he brought in that you hadn't seen before? 
uh, like I said uh, a little while ago, the pen and paper, writing down everything. Um, uh, he's brought that kind of accountability. He always emphasizes the the first way to lose is to beat yourself. So just correcting it, like penalties, small things, uh, just locking in the uh, little details. That's one thing he's, he's, he's brought. Go back to your left here. Mitchell, you got Jervon right there in front of you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, last year, you go back to the struggles in the, in the run game. How instrumental is it to have an impact defensive tackle playing right in front of you? Uh, love, love Big G uh, being in front of me. He goes up and dominate. He dominates. So it makes my job easy. He keep the lineman off me. So we, we work hand in hand. I feel like and looking forward to see him play this year as well. And one more about your, your teammate, probably going to line up beside you a lot of times, Brenton Cox. Mm -hmm. you, you and him are both kind of getting some preseason love right now. Mm -hmm. What does he bring to the table? Uh, definitely excited to watch him go out there and, and execute this year. Uh, B. Cox, a great, great pass rusher. Uh, he, he, he's doing his job. Uh, we coming out, just count. Uh, everybody's executing their job, keeping their head down. And I'm definitely looking forward to see him work this year. All right, that's Ventrell Miller uh, in his conversations with media at SEC Football Media Days. A um, couple of baseball games going on today uh, as baseball gets back from the All-Star break. Uh, Astros hosting the Yankees in a doubleheader. The Astros lead one nothing. That game's in the top of the second. The Marlins are hosting the Rangers. That game is scoreless in the uh, second inning. The Tigers and the Athletics will play a doubleheader as well. Today the first game is going to be about 3.30 Eastern time uh, this afternoon. And on the coast tonight, Giants and Dodgers will renew their rivalry. Tomorrow we'll have Rays baseball for you and throughout the weekend the Rays will take on the Kansas City Royals in their first series uh, coming back uh, from the break. So look forward to that. All right, we got one segment left, 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at wruf.com. Let me ask a question. I kind of asked it of myself earlier. Hearing Coach Napier, hearing what the uh, Gator players have said has it changed your mindset or expectation for this team? Stewart says, um, thanks to you, me, for all you have done for us these past few trying years. Thanks for being a consummate professional. I appreciate that. Um, from the mid-'80s on in Chicago and then Fort Wayne, for him, the UF-Georgia game was circled on the calendar, usually a cold day or night. Great to watch before winter hit. Keep it in Jacksonville. I went to 15 in a row. It was a dream come true. Enjoy your time off. Yeah, I don't – I've not heard – David, my, my memory's not great, but I haven't heard anybody today say move it at all. I think Gator fans <clears throat> like it just where it is. You know what? Good thing I am taking a few days off because all of a sudden my throat is not cooperating today for uh, – <clears throat> whatever the reason. Um, Michael emails. I have an off-the-wall question, but I kind of like it. He says, Steve, if Napier does not have a successful first year, if you had, had to do a percentage, what percentage of the, of the Gator fan base 
jumps off the bandwagon. Ooh. Well, ooh, that, that's, okay, I'm going to qualify the answer. If Florida does not have a statistically good season, let's say they finish 6-6, six and six, okay, but they're competitive. You know, they, they, they play pretty well. I don't think the six losses, I think as a lot of people thought or are thinking this is going to be a rebuilding first year. If Florida goes six and six and is embarrassed in some of the games, doesn't look like there's improvement made, then I think you're going to see some Gator fans say, well, we hire this guy for, uh, you know, and again, I go back, Nick Saban, go back and look at Nick Saban's first year at Alabama. At media days, I can remember Alabama fans saying to me, we should have kept Shula. Oh, who's this guy? Uh, he can't coach. I wonder what they think now. Just for grins. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jack Alperstein. Former Florida Gator basketball player Andrew Nimhard signed an NBA contract worth $8.6 million over four years with $6.4 million guaranteed to him in the first three years. This is the largest contract given to a collegiate second-round pick. In MLB news, the Marlins and Rangers kicked off their first game back since the All-Star break. At last look, the score is tied 0-0 going into the second inning. Pablo Lopez is on the mound for the Marlins against John Gray for the Rangers. Florida Gators champion Allison secured his spot in the finals of the 400 meter at the 2022 Track and Field World Championships. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jack Alperstein. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Being present and in the moment for family activities was impossible because Will Burt was so focused on the constant pain in his leg. My wife likes to take walks. I always kind of dreaded going on walks because they hurt. The boys both play baseball. I coach their teams. I was going to do them and be in pain and be uncomfortable and kind of sacrifice my own health. An old Achilles injury left Will coping with agonizing pain until he discovered the natural biologic treatments at QC Kinetics. No surgery or steroids. The procedure took place in the office and Will walked right out. I feel great. There's no pain. There's no tenderness. Patients like Will are feeling amazing and living their best lives. Ironically, just got off the golf course to Today, so I think that's a good telltale sign that the Achilles is feeling better. Don't be in pain another day. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 352 400 4550. That's 352 400 4550. 352 400 4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Everybody's friendly. You know, you walk into some places and you can tell who's having a bad day. Not here. It's like everybody's having a good day. Every day. Expect the unexpected. I thought I had the worst dental problems that anyone could have. Not so. Uh, once it, once we got into the procedures and, and he explained everything that was going to be done, my problems seemed few. If you have any type of hang-ups or fears, anxiety about going to the dentist, which most people probably do, I can assure you, especially from my experience, that they'll relax you. 
enough to where you, you don't have those fears or anxieties. And that's been the greatest part of, of being here, and that's why I continue to stay here. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, getting set to wrap it up for today on Sports Scene. We will talk to Daniel. Daniel, hello. Hi, Steve. How you doing? Good, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Um, just watching Coach talk yesterday, just um, feel very positive about the season. Um, I know me personally, uh, I let everybody else worry about X's and O's, but I just um, like the way he presents our university, and um, I just – I just really, as a fan, just want to see a more disciplined team, you know, get lined up and um, just just get 110%. If we lose six games, then we do. But I just don't think we will. But that's that's what I want to see. Yeah, you know, I sometimes when you go, it's a two-edged sword when you look at social media. Because, you know, when, when Florida – is not getting five-star recruits right away, you know, then this staff can't recruit and Billy Napier was the wrong hire, you know, et cetera. And he may end up being the wrong hire. But I am impressed. He believes in a system. And he and you heard Ventrell Miller say it. You know, we go everywhere with a pen and paper. Does that make you a winning team? Not necessarily, but he believes nope. in it. So, yeah, you know, if, if the kids buy into the system, if they buy into what, you know, this staff is selling, that's got to help. Yeah, and I don't keep up with a whole lot of recruiting, but, you know, if we get five stars, we get them. But, yeah, three three stars can turn into five stars. You just never know. So until they get out there and show me, I don't keep up with recruiting. But just long as long as – we're more disciplined and ready to go each play, know what we're doing. Hey, let's go battle. If we lose, we lose. But, yeah, I want to win 9 or 10. But as I'm a fan, I, I trust him. So. All right. Daniel, thank you. All I appreciate right. your call. Let's bring Kevin to the show. Hi, Kevin. Hey, all right. Long time no speak. Uh, kind of crawling out of my cell after my beloved Maple Leafs, another choke job in the uh, family uh, cup playoffs there. So I'm, I'm back out feeling a little bit better. Let me just uh, chime in, say hello real quick, Steve. And um, kind of just mentioned, that, you know, happiness is a function of expectation. And, and I think uh, I've, I think there's some competitive balance going on here in the East. And with the new first-time coach, you know, my expectation actually is, is starting to go down. Um, and, and I think that's just being realistic. So, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, seven wins is, is a great win. It's a great season, you know, considering – what we have and, and where we're coming from. So I think you brought up the expectation part numerous times last year and it's going to continue this year. Uh, but I, I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, our expectation needs to 
go down a bit, I, I believe and feel. Um, and I think for this season, seven wins is, is fantastic. You know, I think part of that, Kevin, is twofold. One, what's the last thing that Gator fans saw? A year when they only won two SEC games and just did nothing at the end of the season. Number two, I think the league, the East specifically, has gotten better. You know, Vanderbilt is not there yet. And, and one year doesn't mean South Carolina's arrived or Missouri's arrived or Tennessee's arrived, but they are more competitive. I don't think you can just pencil in a win against those teams anymore, and certainly that applies to Kentucky. So I, I hear you. Right. I, mean, that, that's the, I think the league is more competitive. The East yep. is more competitive. It's tougher to climb now. That's right. And real quick, Steve, before you go, what was the uh, feedback, as I missed it, on uh, Chris Doring's comments about the Gator fans at the SEC Media Day? I, I missed the, 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 the calls. Uh, what, what, was, what was some of the feedback with uh, Chris Doring's comments? I did not. Gator fans? I was not aware of them. I didn't hear Chris, so tell me. Oh. Oh. Um, he, he said he felt embarrassed uh, as a Gator fan and, and for the Gator fans. And, and uh, I guess uh, I guess we missed out on some recruits. Uh, and so some of the Gator fans were oh, on the coach. And, okay, I, I know, see so what he, you're saying. Was on, yeah. Right. Okay, now I do know. Okay, I thought you were talking about something else. Yeah, I mean, Chris was reacting to what I had said when this whole thing was happening in terms of social media and fire Napier and, you know, they can't right. recruit. Well, first of all, I think that's a loud minority. Most of the time, it is. And how would anybody feel if you did not get any kind of a shake and somebody wanted you fired before you even started right. your job? Yeah, that's where the embarrassment comes from. I mean, yes. that hasn't even... Yeah. Yes. Okay, and that doesn't help the, the, the product of the... Well, the no. overall... Perception, yeah. No, recruits see that, program. recruits hear that. Yeah. It doesn't help. But mm -hmm. you know, social media is it 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 can be great, it can be bad. Yeah. All right. Well, Kevin, okay, appreciate Steve. you. I'll talk to you later. Yep, thank you Bye. very much. Uh Greg says, I miss Coach Napier. Um, what was your perspective and opinion of his first SEC media days? Okay. I mean, Billy Napier is not gonna go up there and throw one liners at you. He's not gonna be Steve Spurrier. Um, he was very measured, very matter-of-fact, answered all the questions, um, did fine. Uh, Larry says, after reading and hearing Coach Napier's comments at Media Days, I infer as much as to Gator fans is not to expect too much, so we won't be too disappointed when his inaugural season is over. I mean, he did temper that and said, hey, this is – you know, without throwing anybody under the bus, he did mention, you know, we had to do a roster rebuild. We had to go out and, you know, change the culture and do some different things, Larry. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. But he also said that he had a hungry bunch of guys that, you know, if things went right, could, could, could surprise. And I'm paraphrasing. So I think that's good, too. Um. All right, quickly, to give equal uh, time here to Richard Garage, uh, the offensive lineman who was there for Florida, a couple of minutes here when he answered questions at Media Days. 
we have Richard Garage. He would like to take the opportunity and make a few remarks. Well, thank you guys for uh, having me. Uh, it's definitely a blessing to be here. Uh, shout out to all my teammates, Kingsley, especially the bigs, man. Kingsley, Guacan, Ethan White, um, Tor uh, Sabo, and uh, Michael, uh, Michael Tarquin. Okay, we'll open up the questions now. We have one in the front row to the left. Hey, Michael, Jacques Doucet, WAP-TV in Baton Rouge. Um, the LSU rivalry, how intense is it? Uh, it seems like uh, LSU's got some other, other rivalries, but they talk about the Florida game as maybe being the most uh, snippy. Oh, yeah. Man, every year, that's probably the biggest game of the year, especially <laughs> when we head to their town or when they head to our town. Um, uh, we just know it's going to be a, a dog fight for sure. Are those two of the loudest venues in the conference? The Swamp and Tiger Stadium? Say it again. Are those two of the loudest venues? Oh, man. Place in theirs? Oh, that, that, that stadium be rocking, man. But <laughs> uh, I, think, I think the Ben Griffin Stadium is definitely up there for sure. Okay. To your left here. Uh, describe the dynamic of having two offensive line coaches. You know, something Napier has brought in that's not necessarily uh, around a whole lot, but now you have two coaches that you can rely on. Uh, having those two offensive line coaches has been definitely phenomenal, um, even for the rookies and even for the vets. Um, just giving diff just getting um, different point of views and how to increase your game and just getting different coaches has been uh, great so far. Right here, the second row on the aisle. Anthony Patterson with the Atlanta Voice. In the Florida Georgia rivalry, both teams always say that's the most physical game of the year. For you, what, who are your toughest opponents or most physical opponents that you can remember? And what do you remember about it? Uh, every game is always tough. Uh, being in the SEC, we're playing against the best guys in the, in the country. Uh, that's why we play SEC ball. Um, it's just preparing us for the next level and stuff like that. All right, that's uh, Richard Garage. Just a little uh, sample of his time at Media Days. Uh, BB says, enjoy your time off. What music do you plan on listening to and any trips you're going to take? Trips to be determined, music to be determined. That is all predicated on mood. You know, so, sometimes if I'm in a mellow mood, I'll listen to something mellow if, or, you know, if I want to rock, I'll, it just depends. Um, but there's a lot to choose from, and that is the best part of it all. Thanks to uh, David Trimble for producing today. We thank all of you for listening. A little time off, a little R&R, &R, back with Sports Scene on the 1st of August. Until then, thank you for taking the time to listen, and we hope you come back on August 1. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. WRUF-Gainesville-U251-CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.